Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So um, we've got a new exciting free beer offer on Footballistically Arsenal. As a loyal listener of the show, we can reward you with free beer thanks to our friends at beer52.com. You have the opportunity to sip eight free exclusive craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash Arsenal and cover just £4.95 for the postage. What's more, Footballistically Arsenal listeners get two extra free beers, so that's a total of ten free beers. And just if you're wondering who Beer 52 are, they are pioneers. They go across the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small batch breweries on the planet. And um, they have themes. They deliver cases with different themes, including Germany, Korea, Norway, South Africa, California, Finland, and many more. Um, and the beauty of Beer 52 is they don't hold you to ransom. There's no lock-in. You can leave any time, but your first box will be sent to you the next day. So just go to beer52.com forward slash Arsenal to get your first case of eight beers for free. And don't forget, um, footballistically, Arsenal customers get an extra two beers free. That's beer52.com forward slash Arsenal. Footballistically Arsenal was brought to you by Duke and the team at the Cricketers Inn in Mepham near Gravesend. Whilst you're there, you have to try their award-winning fish and chips and enjoy it with a pint of Watney's Pale Ale. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Sidekick Psychic Josh is to my right. In his very own residence in the northernmost part of London I've ever been to. Welcome, Josh. I cannot believe that you have never been to this part of London in your life. I don't believe it. Well, I mean, it's like, it's further away from like Keith Rowe from mine. Well, I'm deep south. Um, anyway, let's not get bogged down in geographical. We are doing a, 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 pod- a special podcast from your home. Yeah. In honour of a new era at Arsenal. We've just watched the very first game under. Caretaker, part-time. What they call? What's he called? Um, caretaker. Caretaker. <laughs> manager, um, Freddie Lundberg. And um, we thought we'd have a chat about that, about what we feel about the end of the Emery era, what, who we want, what we want to happen now. Josh wants to rub in the fact that he, no, he's no, right. No. Go no, on. No. All, all I want to say is that we are doing this podcast and there is probably a slight echo okay. due to it being basically done in my kitchen. But you were yeah. so keen that you do this podcast because yeah. you were not going to be no. available tomorrow. I'm unavailable tomorrow as well, yeah. So we've jumped in on Sunday. We've jumped on Sunday. And we're joined by the glorious Gillard Kestenbaum. Hi, Gillard. Evening, Boydo and Lando. Gillard um, lives locally. That was what oh, he, uh, fair he jumped in. He's also a podcast regular and, and a treasured voice. Part of the Northwest Massive. Exactly. Um, Gillard's got a hard out, as they say, haven't you? Because it took me like about five hours to get here. Um, and Gillard's got to go and, uh, I don't know, do something important. I was going to say, yes. Yeah, so, uh, so we're going to uh, milk as much um, good stuff as we can from Gillard. Right, first of all, there's lots of issues to discuss. Let's get straight in there. 
How did you feel? Where were you? And how did you feel when the historic decision was taken for Arsenal to dispense with Unai Emery after 18 months? Was it 18 months, roughly? Do you know what? It was definitely the right decision. I think it was something that united the whole uh, fan base in terms of everyone thought he had to go. The truth is, on Thursday night, I felt pity for him more than anything. Mm. It, it just seemed like he was a man who wanted the sack, as in he had run out of all ideas. Um, the players weren't listening to him anymore, and um, it was time for him to go. I think the board actually waited a bit too long. Cronky waited too long to do it. But at the same time, we've now got what we've wanted, um, and we just have to try and uh, make the best of this season. I, I don't think we'll be able to salvage... Uh, fourth or anything like that um, mm. but he definitely was not the man for the job and it's nice to see Freddie in the dugout yeah I think um, I, I agree with most of that I think go on Josh. No, where were you where was, you I, where was I, yeah. I, I was at work yeah um, Heat HQ Heat HQ um, I, I, I was delighted I have to say yeah I, mean, I, was, I was more delighted than I thought but I'd how been. did you find out was it Twitter or someone texted you uh, someone texted me yeah someone texted me and um and I was immediately, yeah, well, I, I thought it was good, this pretty decisive. I mean, you know, Arsenal's always going to take longer to do these things. Yeah. I think probably the most clubs, just because it's the way we are, really. We're just kind of slightly less um, impactful. Well, what surprised me is Slower. David, David Ornstein originally tweeted that he'd gone in and taken training. Oh, yeah, that's but right. he latterly retracted that and said that actually he didn't go in and take right. training. So yeah. I thought that's a real surprise. Yeah, they halted him. Well, he went in, though, didn't he? He did go in. He's gone into work. He's yeah, turned up on time. I think he was, my, my answer, I think he was stopped at like the gates by, uh, who know, by you it, know. It, it, this is a really big moment in Arsenal's uh, history going forward in terms of yeah. who they appoint next because we had all these changes in terms of San Leahy took power, Gazidis was gone, etc. whether you think they have power or not. But the next appointment is really, really important because you look down, you look at what's happened to United, etc. Yeah. Um, Spurs were quite uh, decisive in terms of Pochettino left, Mourinho in. I really hope that we are putting together, say, um, the next manager already for if it is going to be next season. And I hope we don't appoint Lundberg a la Solskjaer if he does have a great run. Yeah, because, oh God, yeah. I mean, no. Because no. It, I don't think even he, judging from his pre-match interview today, I don't think even he he seems up for, um, you know, being being the next Ole Gunnar Solskjaer situation. Yeah, but can you see a situation where he does get to at least the end of the season? No. I, I, I think I think... From the sound of it, they're gathering, they're doing this similar thing to what they did last time, which is gather their long shortlist of every famous manager there is on earth. Yep. Um, presumably they'll do the same thing, invite them. I mean, I hope, I mean, already I've seen some people criticise that process, saying, you know, oh, comparing it to the Spurs thing, in fact, the decisiveness of them yeah. clearly lining up Mourinho. Whatever you think of him, that has worked, doesn't it? In the short term, I'm, by the I'm, way, I'm actually hearing a very interesting name, oh, which hasn't been mentioned. Oh, really? Which is, I'm hearing that... Uh, if Ancelotti does quit Napoli from everything that's going on, yeah. there's already been a couple of discussions with him about whether he'll oh, take I've heard over. I've heard his name in, 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 in mentioned in the, in the shortlist. He's in the betting. He's in the better. Right now... Oh, I don't know where not, he is. Not towards the top, I don't think. Not towards the top, no. Mm. He's mid, like mid to low. Okay. But right now, Allegri, Max Allegri seems to be... The, the favourite. Favorite. Now, I feel that's just like Bookie's going, well, if we were in charge of the process. <laughs> but would he know? really want to come to Arsenal? I mean, this is a man that won five leagues in a row or something with, with Juventus. Yeah season after season getting to the Champions League final. Can we offer him? I know we're still a massive club, well, but... I'd hope so. I, I think he's more likely than Pochettino. Yeah. Pochettino's the other. We, we, we talked about that a little bit in last, and you, you were very firm against or at least you thought that it would be I divisive. I just couldn't believe it will happen, that the ball will right now yeah. take a manager who looks knackered and a bit washed, washed out 
straight away mm. to take Tottenham's disregarded manager. I'd just be surprised. I, I respect him as a manager, good manager, yeah. outperformed the squad he had really. Yeah, I course. just don't see it. Well, I don't see it more for the... I think it's such an extreme decision to take on his part. I think it, that feels more of an extreme decision to take on his part than Allegri, who is in the middle of his year out yeah. of football. I think the thing is, if I was, if I was in charge, so you're... You know, I would absolutely go hell for leather for Allegri right now. I agree. I just think, I almost feel like what we've seen today, I know it's, we should talk about the game we've just, we, we just watched a bit, but for me, like tying it all together, and I know obviously, um, Fred, I mean, I totally wanted Freggy to take charge short term. I think that's absolutely the right thing to do. But I almost feel like maybe he's also kind of in that kind of wrapped up in this, this era of slightly tied to certain players who should be nowhere near the team. Like, you know, his team selection today of picking Mustafi, you know, and Xhaka and all of that. And I'm like, well, he's going to get away with that in the short term because we all love him and, we, and, yeah. and he hasn't got much time to sort is, anything is out. He, is he a mate or is, is he a right. mate of the players a or is he a manager? a issue yeah. going on, I feel. What, hang on, that, isn't that a bit unfair? It's not a mate. I mean, it's not unfair. It's a, it's a possibility, no, isn't I mean, it? We're I not mean, saying I, it is the case. I'm saying possibly he's... he's well, he's picked Mustafi because he's a, his mate. It's not like no, that no, way no, to no, go. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Uh, I'm not saying that. You mean the relationship he's had with the players? Yeah, he? I'm saying I yeah, think what, the club, what this particular team needs is to get a fucking massive kick up the collective arse. An authoritarian. Think, an authoritarian. I think our, our clusterfuck of a defence, and again today, <laughs> yep. like, I, I almost don't give a shit whether it's Mustafi or Socrates or whatever, particularly in, in, in the centre. They're all idiots aren't they they're all capable of being moronically yeah, yeah. stupid it did look like they were going to score every of time course. they went forward of course and i mean it, i actually felt generally we were better certainly in the first half and there was a coherence to the attack and a general cohesion and a control oh my god that word we haven't had yep. for months and um so that was a, a plus point but still those moronic defenders are just just so irritating and i just want someone like i feel it's going to take someone like allegri or pochettino a proper absolute, I hate the words, elite coach, because wankers use it all the time, actually to sort this bunch out, it, it's not time for an Arteta or a Freddy or an even a Thierry Henry or a Vieira. I, th- I think they will go for an Arteta, though. That's the truth. I well, think, I, I, I worry that they will. Yeah, because isn't that, I, I feel like that's such a... It's a safe choice, the easy choice to say this is Guardiola, Guardiola number two. Um, and but there's no can... evidence that's going to mean he will be like Guardiola number one, is there? Like, uh, we've seen this happen so many times before yeah. that it, proper coaches, their number twos, don't necessarily make for brilliant number ones, so to speak. I mean, it's going to be very interesting who, who they appoint. Well, let me tell you, who, would you, who do you want? I want Allegri. Do you? He's a winner, and he, yeah. and he and not only that, he is known for coaching defenders, which yeah, is what right. I think we we need now more than anything. We have the say the front line that everyone has been raving about, but I think we need to get some discipline in the midfield and defence. Yeah. And I feel there's a slight cliche about Allegri, which is that people say he's you know I oh, would Arsenal fans take his brand of football as if his brand of football was defensive. It wasn't. It was just well drilled. It was brilliantly mm. drilled. And kind of and and and, con- and controlling. He's still. I watched Juventus in you know in Champions League finals, and then you know and and they had brilliant players that he mm. let express themselves when they needed to. Be. But he also was a brilliant coach who managed to impose a defensive rigor on on his team year in year out, which is what we've lacked for ten years. Who would you want, Josh? Right yeah. now, yeah. Would you? Allegri. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Not I, Arteta. I just think it I thought up. you were a bit of an Arteta-ish fan. Not right now. Although I think if he gets offered it, Arteta, people think, oh, he's, you know, he's still learning off Pep. If he gets offered to be the number one at Arsenal, I'm sure he'll take it. And there has to be something in the fact that he was wildly 
wide, widely accepted as a number two choice last time around, had it not worked out with Unai Emery. I just think Allegri adds up. He's, he's not mm. in a job, yes, supposedly was happy taking a sabbatical, but circumstance change, and when you've been out of it for a bit, I think we still have an attraction. And in some ways, this season is now a free hit. I agree. I think it's fine if they appoint him and say, uh, Allegri will be taking over, say, from next season. Let Freddie take it. When, as you said, Josh. Well, not, when you, we could try and get him for the rest, for the rest of this season. He's already we? said categorically he's taking this season out. People say that, don't they? He's, 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 like, he's on a hiding to nothing if he comes in this season because we will not come top four now. We're, we're just too far off the pace. I think we can come top four. If you look at already, you, you know, Chelsea lost yesterday. Yep. Um, I believe Man United are losing right now as we speak. Um, I think Leicester are losing as we speak. I, I think that second tier of teams outside of Liverpool and City, and I know you know City are also unbelievably flawed so far, but I think there's a big morass of kind of um, flaws among all of those rivals. I think it's still possible to get top four. So I think if we got him, if we went for health for leather of getting a brilliant coach like him, him specifically, or Pochettino, I would be, be, be thrilled by as well. I think you can still get top four. So that's why I think it's... It, and I'm surely they're going to be thinking that. And I don't think they're going to be thinking, oh, we, we can't get top four. I agree with you. There's enough time. But to turn it around with this group of players in the remaining, what, 23 games of the Premier League season, I just don't think... Oh, it's unlikely. It's I just unlikely. think it's really unlikely. But it's not I'll give you that. I, I accept your point. If you're, if you're saying, well, you'd want to go and get Allegri, bring him in, have him for rest of the season, rather than just accepting him coming next year and letting, you know, Freddie take it until the end of the season, if that's a scenario. But if it's not... And I don't think Arsenal fans are going to be too disappointed if it is announced. There is a plan. We have a top-class manager yeah, who's one thing so. coming next July. Oh, if the pl- oh, I, I, I agree it. with that. If the plan was announced, if it, if, if it, it then I think announced. everyone will be happy with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some kind of plan, both in terms of appointing the person and the person having a plan as well, because seemingly... You know, I don't feel that's the thing we've lacked for a long time. What did you make of the timing, though? Because also I think one of the things David Ornstein wrote was about how actually his fate had almost been sealed ahead of the game against Frankfurt, that there was a feeling Mm. that actually regardless. So to do it on the Friday when you've got a game on the Sunday, it was just slightly strange timing. I, I mean, there's know. never a great time, is there, to do these things? I mean, you know, I mean, you could say... He was a dead man walking. You could see a dead that man Thursday walking. night. Yeah. As yeah. In, even, 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 his, even his substitutions night. towards the end. Yeah. Well, you're losing and he's just well, like... What I mean is, why let him take pop Thursday night? If you know that he's, he's yeah. going, what's the point? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. Sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, maybe they thought that, you know... Because what be if we'd won 4-0? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, it, 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 was, it wasn't... It <laughs> the likelihood of that was slim to none. <laughs> slim to none. Well, what about today, though? Because it's weird, wasn't it? If the team news came in and you thought, well, actually, that's a that's an Emery team selection. I, I, like, I was absolutely <laughs> gutted when I saw that team. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, we are not winning this game. When you see names like uh, Xhaka, Mustafi... No, please, Xhaka played. Were you? Are you serious? Yeah. Why? Because they have to get him back involved. In I, thought he was, squad I, I, thought, I thought he was terrible. He was bad. He get, there, was one, there was one time where he I gave away. It was a Xhaka-esque giving away of the ball where they almost scored. I can't remember if it was first or second half. And you're like, this is what he's been doing for the last mm. two and a half years. He's not good enough. I agree. It's I painful. don't think he was brilliant today. But I think there's, we've got, we don't have that big a squad with that much talent that we can afford to just disregard him. And do you know what? He's just got to get him back in the Premier League team. He might well pull him out. He probably won't start necessarily on... You know, yeah. is it Thursday? We got Brighton. Yeah, 
But I think he just has to start getting involved, you, except he is now part of the squad for Premier League games as well. All right, being in the squad, fine, but I'd much rather have... I, the whole Torreira thing, I've been saying this for weeks, the mystery of Torreira is so bewildering that why, they don't, that why he's not first choice defensive midfielder and why, A, Emery persisted on... When he did play him like in, a, in a more advanced, you know, box-to-box thing. Well, I think it's absolutely... Yeah. I just want Torreira and Guendouzi to be a solid... To just tell them, keep calm, just play, you know, just keep the ball... Simple passes to maybe Urzel, whoever our creative player is, and just have some fucking discipline. And it's like, let's get someone off the street to replace Mustafi. <laughs> anyone, honestly, anyone. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm even that, that disagree that, again. That, that, I think that, he that, deserved... fir- that first goal. I, I don't know if this is being harsh, but he's done this now three times already this season, where he turned his back again. Yeah, it's a sense it's about thing. why is he it's turning his, his back on a, on a shot in the area. <laughs> I think it's bad, but I think he... If you'd have let Socrates play another Premier League game after what he did... Oh, he's did, been shit as well. Yeah, yeah. But, but... Fanning around in the box against Southampton last week. Well. So he had to pull something out, and Bellerin presumably had a little knock or his yeah, hamstring knock, issue. And apparently... So p- Chambers had to play... So yeah, actually, I, know. I think he had to bring him Chambers a Mustafi for Socrates Ch- Ch- today. Chambers got caught out of position quite a bit. He, he was all right going forward, but as in... Oh, he, yeah. As in tactically, he gets caught out. They're all fucking yeah. shit. What we Look, need... It's a shame, because I still think when you've got... Tatini also took a knock. And I think that's why, although Klasnach had one of his better games, I thought, to be fair. But I, you know, when you get Tierney, Bellerin, also not fit, Holding, I'm still, I'm still desperately in my mind assuming that Holding will be better than Socrates. But I'm, I mean, I'm not 100% sure. I still think, as you say, anyone but, anyone but Mustafi yeah. at this stage. I still think you've got three better defensive options there and Louise and I actually thought it was one of Leno's best games in an Leno Arsenal show right? Leno was great I mean Leno's big one of our big improvements that, 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 say, that save he made in the second half of around the post was, was quality yeah, from McLean. and even the deflected shot right at the end yeah and Albino yeah. keeps keeping he's like had faced the most shots, shots in the yeah, anyone any goalkeeper which is extraordinary but yeah he was he was fantastic. so what do we think about the whole penalty retake uh, encroachment I, um, I, a VAR I, it's, it's a vast as they say in terms <laughs> of uh there were players from both teams in there. It happens every single penalty. I don't, think it, will, I don't think it will ever stop. And I think it's, uh, it's human nature. It there. is stopping, the, though, because the, the, of VAR. But, 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 but once you stop, once someone runs into a penalty, we all play am- amateur football. Everyone piles in straight away. Yeah. I, I, think it, I, I think it's very hard to stop that. And that means they're going to re- re- retake every penalty. Correct, and, they and, are. But until, this is until rule- someone scores, basically. No, this is a rule of the game that because they didn't have the technology or have VAR to go to, meant people were abusing that rule for years. The idea is you should not be in that area from the moment you... But if he scores, do they retake it? If he scores the first one, do no, they retake it? No, you go advantage to the attacking team. Okay. Because of the way that you know, it people was Max said that both Aaron's. Al and their players both encroached, but it was the fact that their player encroached was the one who cleared it. Cleared it. So okay. yeah, that was. If it, I think, and he was right next. To, I mean, I, I totally. As soon agree as you saw the replay, it was obvious it was going to be retaken. I knew it was going to be retaken, but that is definitely a thing that's happened. It is entirely VAR that's changing the face <sighs> of football, yeah. and in this particular sure? case, all it right. Is. It, is, you know, it was an advantage to us so I don't give a shit but generally VAR is lovely really second penalty yeah lovely <laughs> brilliant second penalty from Warburg what, what a geezer his focus was I loved it, it While his, his finishing is amazing cruel. their keeper cruel. cruel was being an absolute shithead yeah. I mean you know fair enough Lacquer missed a, 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 a chance at the beginning yeah. um, but then Bamiyang you know I'm in the middle of a lacquer let me quick lacquer I'm in the middle of a lacquer debate with um, Alan Alger of, uh, frequently of this podcast who claims that Giroud is way way better than him I like lacquer I like that and his whole his big stat is that Laka hasn't scored a goal away from home for a long time. I feel the whole away over, from... Over a year. 
I think the whole the stat of a, of, of a player just taking their games away from yeah. home is just it's basically isn't fair. It's ludicrous. The whole team is shit away from home. It's been our problem for years now to kind of use that. And it also, respect- unlike Giroud, let me just say this: unlike Giroud, Lacquer's playing part of a of a of a striking partnership or even trio. It used to be with Giroud. He was. T- the tedium of watching him la- lumbering up front on his own was just one I never wanted to see again. And I thank God we've got rid of him. And thank God we've got Lacazette and Aubameyang and hopefully Pepe or whatever to come back. It, yes. it is an anomaly to have a striker go 13 months away from home at a club like us playing the amount of games he does. It is an anomaly. It do- doesn't mean I think Lacazette should go. It doesn't mean I think Giroud was any better. I think he does quite a lot for the team in terms of his work rate. Uh, yeah. when, you, when you've got someone like Aubameyang who is going to score most games, I think you can afford to have a striker who's, you know, assisting and uh, doing a lot of yeah. uh, got a great work rate. Yeah. And he, I don't think he'll ever have the kind of dry spells that Giroud... I, I remember with crushing misery that 11, 12 games he'd go without scoring. I mean, it was painful. It was always painful. Anyway, it's unfair to have that debate without our own here. But I do, I'm, I, I do feel, you know, you've got, to, you've got to look at your strengths, haven't you? And I mean, the weird thing is, would you want Metro Green to talk about Pepe? Why did he, what, his substitutions today were slightly weird. I mean, he suckers his little... He's like sucker. his He's like his son, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. Freddie's son. He's, I mean, I'm exaggerating. It's, but also, it's also, I think now that Mertesack has stepped up as well from the academy. Yeah. I think there's going to be a big push in terms of trying to bring through Ala Lampard and, and his guys. Um, but, but I want to see, I really want to see, um, you know, like a good three up front and Ozil behind. I want to see a 4-2-3-1 kind of formation where you can play, actually play all Balaka, Ozil and Pepe you know, all together, a place of those strengths. And I don't know if Fraser's going to do that. That's what I desperately want to say. It was, it was telling to bring on Sakura ahead of Pepe. Yeah. I think today. it's just weird. I think it's, I think you've got to give Pepe a more of a go. People say I must be doing something terrible. I don't think, I think, I think bringing Sakura on was because Freddie clearly has a, Sakura is one of his favourites today. I hope maybe, he'll, maybe he'll play him on, we've got a Thursday game against Brighton on. In, yeah. In, and Willock, I don't know. I didn't I think Willock was I great. Think, did I think, you? I think Willock's weak. Mm. I really do. I, I think he's a. I think he's a. I, I don't. I just. I think he's a squad player. I think you know. Are we just going to watch replays of that goal at Anfield for the rest of <laughs> yeah. his Arsenal career? And go. Oh, he did that once. So, yeah. I, I, I suspect he'll be pulled out of the team ahead of Thursday. I think there'll be changes for Brighton. I think so. Maybe and maybe and he'll have more time with them by then, won't he? And yeah. I, yeah. I, except I what so. one training session? What, 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 yeah. what about Özil today? What did you guys think? Of him? I mean, he was fine. Okay. Wasn't he? he had some good. Okay, mm. but. I still think people keep people keep one of the memes. You know, the, uh, uh, as soon as the, as soon as he lost his job, people, all the Özil fanboys and girls presumably were. Um, you know, Özil won the battle with Emery. I'm like, if Allegri comes in, imagine if Allegri, he's not going to have short shrift for fucking Özil's ways, isn't he? He's going to snap that into shape for a start. I think you know. I mean, I think actually bringing Özil back was bold by Emery, and and now I'm, I'm glad he's there right now. And as I said, I'd like to see him as part of with with three. Strikers ahead of him, or all of that, but the idea that he's won this battle and it's over and, and it's all fine, and Ozil's going to be brilliant now. I mean, he's fine, but he's not yeah. performing the kind I, of. It was in his. It was in a slightly weird formation also there, kind of a four-three-three, which I don't think necessarily is best. But still, I just don't think a proper tough coach is going to let him get away with I, what he thinks he's going to get. I, away with. And I also think, actually, I, I'm taking Ozil, and I don't want to just take this game alone, but. We didn't create a lot of chances in terms of, yeah, we had loads of corners, but I think that going forward, Norwich had a lot more chances than us. Well, I think the official stat, we had about the same, we had same number of... Okay, um, so maybe it was just that I I was worried every time someone was running out of defenders. And I think it got more and more that way towards, as the game wore on, I think they got more... They had better chances. Although our XG was better than theirs. I think our XG was like 2.3 or 4, and theirs was only... 0.5 
one point something. So actually, if you if you if you pay attention to that stat, by th- officially our chances were better than theirs. But I think that's I think in the first half we were doing well. By the end of a game, it felt like in the, we, we yeah. can't have got we can't have deserved more than a point today. No, I agree. And probably that, yeah. we're the happier for two sides. Yeah. given the way oh, I, the th- game I thought went. I thought we were going to lose at the end. Definitely, I thought we yeah. were conceding a late. Goal. Although brief when Torreira did get that moment yeah, where that he was, could catch that shot, I was, thought we'd scored. I was le- <laughs> leaping up, ready to celebrate that. Un, uh, with joy unreserved but it wasn't to be no but but generally I thought we were you could still see signs of improvement Can you could you could still see why you'd expect that though wouldn't you yeah 100% you'd expect that shackles yeah. off without the sort of manager yeah. and a, a chance and to impress they all still got to impress Freddie and Pear and whatever setup is going to be they want to play it is quite funny seeing Freddie on the bench as our manager yeah. you know in terms of we all loved him as a player it was just it was a great time period in Arsenal yeah. and to see him there is nice I know yeah. obviously we need him to win now but it's, uh, it's good to you got Mertzaka him it'd be nice to see it's Bobby Perez Burkamp next to him it's lovely to see yeah. Perez does pop into training yeah, and you've got, yeah, you've it's got great Edu to see. up in the you yeah. know up, yeah. in, up in the high rock I, I, mean, mean, I, reckon, I reckon these boys can still do a job do a better job than some of the players playing Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, more importantly, Freddie had a good um, jumper on. I thought he had a good outfit. Um, he, <laughs> he looked, looked cool. Not, not trying too hard. Like, Pep tries too hard to look cool. Sure. And it fails, because actually he's got, has, like, his raggedy hoodie t- yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah, And, but just, he's definitely the most, the best-looking... Very suave individual. Dermot, has, Dermot texted us our, our, our WhatsApp group saying, um, since Terry Neal, because Terry Neal was... People forget how good-looking Terry Neal was in his, in his glory days, in his younger days, in the 70s. Definitely Freddie's the best-looking manager we've ever had, I think. And clearly the best-looking manager in the league right now. And for that reason alone, I'm yeah, quite thankful. My, my wife did say to me, she said to me during the game, she said, Freddie Lundberg's the Arsenal manager. I think I'm going to start coming to games again. I said, I don't think you are, love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think you are, love, is the most, is the I know, most I- retro... <laughs> Retro phrase I've heard for a long time, Gillard. Well yes, done. Yes, yes. <laughs> Is that why you have to go really quickly? Yeah. <laughs> um, Boyd. Yes. Are you expecting, I'm expecting <laughs> when I go on Thursday night, Yeah. a whole different feel to the Emirates. Yeah, I'm excited same, yeah, to go yeah. to games. Yeah, me too, yeah. Because for a year now, Partly because it's an 815 kickoff trouble. because of Amazon The Prime. latest ever Premier League kickoff yeah, we've had. Why do they need? Are I... we going for dinner first, boy? Do you oh, arrange something? Maybe. Let's arrange Let something. A, a yeah. Christmas party. It's also party. my birthday. Um, we're surely we're going to win that. Surely. I mean, <laughs> it's your birthday win. Well, um, Monday the 9th. So, you know, in, I feel oh, like West this week Ham. is a build-up. You should be going to West Ham to I'm celebrate. I'm hosting an event that night. I'm hosting a screening what? of Dracula for the Boy, BBC. you can come. We're all going. We're yeah. all going to West Ham. Oh, well, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I'm hosting oh, an event that night. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to be like to talking about Dracula, the new BBC series of Dracula on BBC and monitoring the game. Okay. The same. Well, I'm going to record it and go home and watch it. Anyway, yeah, I'm excited about it. But I'm trying to ascertain. I was trying to find out because um, I have connections with these people, these people, like PRs for Amazon Prime. So why does it need to be 8.15? It's bewildering. Like they need an extra 15 minutes to get everyone watching their yeah. thing or something. I, it's, it's really odd, isn't it? It's but, a, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a big moment in terms of for TV yeah, and everything so like that, as in Amazon, it can really yeah. shake up the sky yeah. dominance. Well, they're you, showing every game. They're showing every they? game across these wow. like two, three days. And then periods. again at Christmas, uh, Boxing, Boxing Day. Day. Boxing Day. And there was this brilliant story, brilliant story that they're worried about because Boxing Day is obviously a big day for people shopping on the internet. There's yeah. Yeah. slow down the traffic I'm sure Amazon have got the technical thing sorted out maybe but what's weird is the idea they have to, they're covering all these games pretty much simultaneously they're going to have to be a lot of you know I'm saying second level commentators <laughs> and pundits I'm, I'm annoyed we haven't been asked Josh. involved I'm only we haven't been asked to go on. No, there's quite a lot of uh, ex-footballers who are delighted with the with the breadth of yeah. work that will be available. Um, before Gilad goes, Gilad's got to go. He's got he's got a hard out, as I say. Um, we have got to do the traditional thing. We've got to guess the prediction coming up for that game. So we've got um, Arsenal Brighton eight fifteen kickoff. Very interesting. <laughs> I think we will win three one. 
Josh. Brighton, we will get back to winning ways with a, uh, a 2-1 victory, I believe. Yeah, I might go, I'm going to go big. I'm going to go 4-1. Yeah. Nice. I think it's unlikely we'll, we'll, um, we'll keep a clean sheet. Apologies after our early, but I just, just wanted to say one more thing, which was a bit of excitement back at Arsenal again now in terms of, with Emery, it got a bit stagnant. So it's nice that everyone's a, everyone's a bit excited in terms of uh, what's going to happen now, the next six months, who the new manager oh, is. I mean, I always said, you know, people, I said right from the beginning with Emery, I was never, I never knew whether he was going to be any good or not. You know, people were sure he would, some people were sure he wouldn't be. Kudos to them for for um, for, for thinking that. But it was just, it just, it was just more fun from from that as soon as he was arrived, just because it was something different. And then it ended up being, funnily enough, almost exactly the same. Weirdly, he had exactly the same number of points, didn't he, in all of his games as Arsene Wenger did. In the, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm just saying it's odd how his record was almost exactly the same as the last uh, Arsene Wenger's period, and all the same problems appeared. So yeah, I'm excited now. Same, just just for something new, something fresh. And Josh, you're as excited as well, I can tell. I am massively excited <laughs> for, this, uh, for this new reign. What I was just suggesting, why don't we take a quick break and then Gerard's going to leave and then we'll be back for yeah, uh, a quick sure. summary. Okay. This week's Footballistically Arsenal is brought to you by Gaz and the team at the Blue Ball in Walton on the Hill near Epsom. Check out their amazing Sunday lunch. And whilst you're there, enjoy it with a pint of Watney's Pale Ale. Hello and welcome to Seeing Red, a true crime podcast brought to you by me, Mark and my co-host Bethan. Each week we take a deep dive into the dark world of true crime. Cases have ranged from the murder of Christina Abbott, a high-class escort who was killed by a sadistic client, to the Peru 2 a pair of young women convicted of smuggling drugs in South America. Whilst always respectful to the victims of these crimes, we do like to tell each story in our own unique style, with humour and lots of f***ing swearing. Join us every Wednesday for a new episode of Seeing Red, a true crime podcast, wherever you get yours. And we're back from that break with Gilad has gone. His hard out has been fully um, achieved. Um, just you and I, boy. For the well, nice, isn't rare it? Treat. Yeah, rare treat. Well, in my home. Yeah. Here I even put out some minstrels for you, a few grapes. Satsumas? They satsumas or are they tangerines? They're satsumas. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah so we, uh, I am optimistic about, uh, about the future. Um, I, what's interesting is what someone pointed out about the, um, about the Allegri situation is... Arsenal rarely do the thing you expect them to do when it comes to managerial appointments. But how many have we had? I mean, this is a new I mean, era. Right, obviously, you, a youngster as you are, you've only sure. had like two in your uh, lifetime. Well, yeah, exactly. well, you know, your... well, literally, Bruce Riot, well, Stuart Houston, Bruce Riot, yeah. that period. Yeah. Wenger. You don't remember Emery. Bruce Riot going, do you, do you? Of course I do. Do you? How yeah. old were you? Uh, eight. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I do remember because I remember being with Ben. Um, when to do, of course, I used to do this podcast fairly regularly. I remember going to the game against Bolton on the final day of the 95 6 season and it being Platt and Burkamp scoring and getting into the UEFA Cup. And, you know, in those days, that was very exciting to be getting to Europe. Massive, you know, yeah. massive moment. And Ian Wright handing in a transfer request during that season. So that was like my childhood hero handing right. in a transfer request uh, because okay. he didn't get with the manager. So then yeah. when he left, it was all a bit of a relief, mainly because I just thought in my head, Ian Wright will stay at the club. And so he did. 
Yeah, I mean, that wasn't But important. yeah, this whole thing of like, Arsenal not doing the obvious thing with managerial duties. Well, I mean, you can't compare because this hierarchy, no, I know, they've had one chance and they fucked it up yeah. with Emery. So now we'll see how they do second time. But that, the way that was taken, the, the fact that Arteta was the favourite and, and was, was seemingly, you know, from, from the accounts of it, was told by some people at least, or one yeah. person at least, that you got the job. And then seemingly Gazidis um, did a massive ch- switch, change of mind, um, and then went for Emery. Presumably as the safer pair of hands was the theory. And I wonder whether now... You see, you see Gilad was saying that um, Arteta is, feels like a... Safe, for me, Arteta feels like a more of a, a risk because you just never, never know what it's... And I know Le Grove wrote a, a, a very interesting long read about... He, he supported Arteta right from the start, from when we appointed Emery. And it was interesting, and I agree with a lot of what he said. But I still think, when it comes down to it, why would you not want to use, to use one of Le Gros' favourite phrases, an elite coach who's available right now, as in Allegri, and rather than go for the still where you don't know exactly what, what he will be like with Arteta? I'd, I'd have to agree. Yeah. I think right now, if they were not sure about making the safer choice two years ago or 18 months ago, now feels like they, they can't fuck this up. I don't think there'll be anyone criticising a decision right. to a go point, with Allegri. Yeah. Because how can you criticise? Yeah. Here is a man who's been there and done it and would have been touted for big jobs. And if he comes to the football club and it doesn't work out, I don't think you can point the finger at the, at the yeah, board. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. Whereas yeah, that's a good Arteta point. will and be actually, a bit divisive still. Yeah. And actually, if they, if they stand back from it a bit, and think about that. They think about you know how much shit they're going to get in if they appoint Arteta, and it goes wrong, and he proves to be you know a kind of a, a not a, not a, a, no way a pep, and not being able to get these players organised the way we want need them to be, then that's a huge negative, and there's another disastrous point. Whereas, and and I think it's instantly divisive, isn't it, Arteta? Like I I, I look at Twitter now, sure. and I feel like it, it seems to be almost fifty fifty. And I'm not saying necessarily fans should have that kind of influence, but I do think actually right now with our particular team and our particular fans, something unifying <laughs> is key. And I think, yeah, hardly anyone could really go, oh, Allegri, no, you're, you're being stupid. Can they? Yeah, and I think you, you talk about Arteta not being an Arsenal club legend in the way that Frank Lampard is at, at Chelsea. Yeah. But Frank Lampard went to Derby, did you know that period in the Championship sort of proved himself. Steven Gerrard, with all respect to Rangers, is at a much lower club than in profile wise than he might hope to be at Liverpool if and when Klopp leaves and there's an opportunity there for Arteta to get his first job in football to be Arsenal manager would be unusual yeah for what, anyone's first job to be that what, higher club but a lot of people talk about Brendan Rodgers like today you know Leicester, Leicester on a roll what, but the thing for me is why would he really want to leave Leicester in the middle of this season they're doing really really well He's revived their fortunes. Yeah, from a footballing point of view, having rebuilt his reputation, when some people were sort of questioning it and Liverpool threw away the title in the documentary on, was it, was it Channel 5, the being Liverpool way? Yeah. It didn't come across great. To go back to Celtic. I mean, I've, I've got over that. I've got over the, the Brendan yeah, Rodgers as I'm saying as he's rebuilt David his reputation. <laughs> yeah. Taking Leicester into the top four will be a magnificent achievement yeah. this season. But it'd be weird, wouldn't it? Because he got a lot of criticism for leaving Celtic. And they felt like they betrayed him. I mean, ridiculously, that he betrayed them. Yeah. Rather, sorry, ridiculously. If he then did the same again and left Leicester, yeah. who right now are quite chairman, away above us. Yeah, as a chairman, you'd query that. You would, wouldn't you? You know, is yeah. his motivation only financial? Yeah. I think it'd be, you know, it'd be a strange footballing decision. And his odds have not come in at all. You know, the, the one who moved on the betting has been Allegri. 
Yeah, and Nuno's gone out. Nuno, I think that yeah. was a that was a rumor. I think yeah. And the few hours after was like you know he came into something below even money. Yeah, you know there's a real you know gamble on him. But I think the market seems to have settled. Allegri is currently the favorite in the betting, and hopefully there's some truth to that. What you just hope is it doesn't take too long. You know we you know yeah. Tottenham say what you like they dealt with it. Watford you know sat their manager Flores. It looks like, you know, people are saying Chris Hewton is going to come in and, and there's an expectation that's going to be done pretty quickly. And I think that's what you hope Arsenal become. Yeah. Although I did watch, if you watched um, um, Sunday Supplement this morning on Sky, where they have all the football journalists, and they look, they look at the, the back pages and they all disagree. Like, so, and I'm looking at them now. Arsenal ready to tempt Brendan Rodgers from Leicester, said The Mirror. Um, Arsenal next manager, Arteta, says The Independent. Um, Allegri, Allegri says, um, I think the sun, they're all, there's no unity here. I think they're all flailing around. I don't think anyone knows because I think they are going to go through a version of that process where they have the shortlist and then they, and then they interview them. And I think, and I'm not sure if that's, I think that just seems a weird thing to do. Well, I think having Freddie there and having a belief in him and his qualities and having Per Metzak able to be there alongside him has given them the ability to sack Emery without necessarily having someone immediately in place. And I think they're a bit relaxed on it. And I do agree with what Giddard said. And I think I said earlier in this podcast, coming in the top four now, I think Alan Alga even said on the last podcast, as well, that we were something like eight to one to come in the top four. I'm sure our price is not that different now. That gives us what a 10, 12% chance of coming in the top four. So yeah. actually we're better off to take our time, make sure it's the right appointment and, attention turns to can we do something special in the Europa League go one better than we did last year and uh, and build on it again next season it's interesting you, yeah I, I, I mean I broadly agree with that I think there'll be some who go you know if, if, if they really did get Allegri and not not and not and say you don't have to come until next season then it puts Freddie in a slightly weird position but, but you know, he seems to be saying the right things that he'd accept yeah. that and yeah. you'd hope that condition of anyone coming in be that Allegri or otherwise is that Freddie's part of the team I just wonder if they're going to go look at it and go we still could get in the top four and let's go out and, and, and sort it out I don't know it's all might be I, I'm sure if Allegri is willing to come now and I'd be surprised if he really turned it down and said I'll come in you know July but I'm not willing to come six months early mm. I'd be surprised so yeah hopefully they will get him in sooner rather than later because the sooner he's in and then he can work on his ideas even if it is all building towards the next season which is a shame to say you know in early December the season's already you know not going to not going in the direction we want it in the league, certainly. It's really... Of course, what I, what I forgot to realise when I got um, prediction from Gillard and all of us, we did predictions for the, for the Brighton game on Thursday, is okay. that we haven't got another podcast before the Monday, West Ham my birthday, birthday game, as it's known. Uh, so we have to predict that one as well, just you and me. Yes, That's a tough one, isn't it? Because well, they triumphed over Chelsea. Incredible. Yeah. You know, and, and the, a great story with their goalkeeper, David Martin, a Premier League debut at 33 and yeah. hugging his dad, Alvin. Giroud it was a great came story. In, as I tweeted to, um, to Alan, single-handedly halted their advance, as he used to do so often for Arsenal. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. With Arsenal, we, 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 we've had mixed results there because mm-hmm. I think it was last year we went and got beat there. The year before, I think, did we score five? Maybe Alexis Sanchez. I've got a feeling that we, you oh, know, yeah, I've, I've yeah. seen us, you know, be terrific yeah. and be terrible there. I'm really concerned just we need to beat Brighton at home because, you know, already now going eight games <laughs> to go nine, to go ten, then you start to, oh, uh, to, to fear. I mean, so I just be. think if we, if we can beat Brighton and go to West Ham and get a point, I think that's okay. So I, I think like a one-one and, and that's okay. Only because I'm now thinking it's just about morale. I don't think we've got enough oh, yeah. to catch the top four. Uh, but then I'm we going... might have to be careful because, you know, if we don't win the Europa League, 
There's no guarantees we're going to come in that sort of Europa League qualification next season. So we do have to be oh. careful that we don't have like no European football next <laughs> season. You really, you really. <laughs> I can't end on that depressing note. I can't end on that depressing note. I think we're going to beat West Ham. I think I'm going to go for two one. I don't know why. I just feel eight like... games unbeaten. I think You're Freddie, now telling I, me I we're going to win the next between, two in a row. In the next week, yeah. I think Freddie's going to have a bit of a burst of common sense and he's going to sit back. I think, I think hopefully some of those injured defenders will come back into the team. Maybe, you know, Bellerin, maybe Tierney will be back. Maybe he'll realise he can't play stuff because he's fucking shit. Well, it was straight back to we'll a back see. four. So he's obviously, you know, immediately yeah. gone in and go, right, back four. Let's try and Jacker is yeah. someone I, I trust. So I think we'll there are we'll elements of here. I don't think there's going to be, um, you know, so much. I'm, I'm just, as I said before, very excited to be in the stadium. I think it'll be a good buzz. There'll be people singing, we love you, Freddie. There'll be... A slightly, you know, maybe slightly less kids, given it's 8.15 kilo. That's not ending until 10 p.m. People are not getting home till uh, to all, all ungodly hours. <laughs> it's, really yeah. it's bizarre. It's that we're now, uh, now uh, bowing to uh, Maybe they, they, luckily Premier Brighton, it's easy to get to Brighton. It's only an hour on train for, for, for the Brightonians. Yeah, it's be, not too bad for them. Okay. And they change, those trains run, I think they run all night, don't they? Maybe I'm making it up. No, I think you're right. You can yeah. down to London, Victoria. Anyway. I mean, not that Brighton fans need our travel advice and probably no. aren't listening to this podcast. Yeah. I'd be interested to see the Amazon um, uh, presentation coverage. See what happens. Yeah, yeah be, uh, that will genuinely be, be yeah. fascinating because they are, you know, investing big and they're they're here for the long term. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, I think it's been a, uh, a, a civilized it kind has. of agreement. Yeah. No. Ab- absolutely. I mean, you got it wrong on Emery. <laughs> oh, late. You got it wrong. No, I was just being fair to him. Josh. You, you gave Unlike him. You, you gave him longer than put, most. Uh, yeah, I was being fair to him. Yeah. Some of us. Yeah. We're, yeah, the we're same, less willing to same record as Australia, the greatest manager in history, or whatever. You can't really the compare. The worst manager had the same thing. Oh. Anyway, yeah, I was fair to him. You wanted him out immediately, not immediately. To be fair, yeah, I think Quite the yeah the back end of last season was was that poor yeah. that um, yeah. yeah. But look, it's sad because no one wants to see a manager. Oh, I feel so for I him. No, it's sad for him. I yeah, don't think it's no sad joy. for the club. There were some fans who were like, uh, I mean, and there was a few cheap shots about people, you know, still, you know. You know, uh, with the whole like "good evening" and and sort of you oh, know when the, when the Sky that, reporters were doing thing. that to him the oh, other yeah, day, and yeah. it just oh, felt a bit like he was becoming a bit of a joke. Are, there's a lot of snide, small-minded yeah. people out there, Josh. Well, thankfully, we're not two of them. And no, on that, absolutely not. Well, thank you for coming around to my house to do pleasure. this podcast, Thanks for hosting it. and it means it will be out probably well much earlier than normal. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. It's great. You can take a tangerine home. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, I will take a tangerine. Bye. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.